Journey into the Mystic with the Reverend John Dorhauer, General Minister and President of the United Church of Christ. So let's talk for a moment about the Holy Spirit. We learned something about her and her relationship to our dance with the church in the Acts of the Apostles. About her, Jesus said, It is to your advantage that I leave you, for if I do not, the advocate cannot come. Now, he meant, of course, the Holy Spirit. And wow, did she come. You remember that whole tongues of fire and rush like a mighty wind thing, right? And, and how from that moment on, wherever she blew, the disciples went. But you may not remember quite as well as that Pentecost story is what we read about in the 10th chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. And specifically, how Peter baptized a <gasps> Gentile. Now, to our ears, that doesn't sound so bad. But it was enough to get Peter dragged before the Jerusalem council to defend himself. And how did he do that? He told his fellow disciples that all he did was what the Holy Spirit told him to do. Specifically, he said this, if God gave them the same gift God gave us when we believed, and parenthetically I add, that would be the Holy Spirit, then who am I to hinder God? Now, first note the us-them categories that Peter references. The leaders of Jerusalem would expect that. We are the baptized. They are the Gentiles, and we don't mix with them. Well, the Holy Spirit thought otherwise. And Peter said that once the Holy Spirit did otherwise, for us to do otherwise would be to hinder God. Now, that didn't just happen. It happened, and it got recorded as a story to preserve for all who would come to know Jesus through their own baptismal commitments. It got recorded with purpose and intention. Do ye likewise. In other words, the church will also and always follow a Holy Spirit who, when she acts, just might disrupt our well-established lines between us and them. She did it with the Gentiles and Peter, and she's doing it again today. I often get asked, how does the United Church of Christ think that it's okay to ordain gays and lesbians? I tell them, we don't do that. I tell them, we ordain those in whom we have discerned the gifts of the Holy Spirit, some of whom happen to be gay and lesbian. To do otherwise would be as Peter put it, to hinder God. And if anyone has a problem with that, their problem isn't with us, but with God. Now, I have long argued that the question that the church should ask isn't, can we accept the other, whomever we in our time designate the other to be? The question is whether or not we could accept a God who already has. This being Pride Month, Let's remind ourselves that we are called to follow the advocate, the one on whose behalf it became necessary for Jesus to leave and for whom Jesus was willing to leave, the one who has always been the lifeblood of the church. 
and the one who manifests her gifts in gay and straight alike, she, our advocate, will always blur the boundaries that the church establishes between us and them. I am proud this month and every month of our LGBTQ siblings and members and friends and clergy. I see in them exactly what the one who created them sees their inherent beauty and worth. And I am proud that the United Church of Christ widens the circle of welcome beyond poorly written rules and boundaries and instead moves where the Spirit leads us. The Spirit will lead us always to pathways of love and grace, into an abundance of life and light, and toward a world where all are loved and cherished. May it ever be so on this, our journey into the mystic. Into the Mystic is brought to you by the United Church of Christ. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you're welcome here. Find us at ucc.org. Thank you.